0: Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is Almas, and welcome to my second episode. This episode was brought to you by no one, because I'm doing it just for fun. Today's guest speaker is a good friend of mine, who has experience working in corporate world both in America and Germany. More recently, turned into tech entrepreneur and freelancer. In today's conversation, we will learn more about self-employment, some of the upcoming trends in the tech world, and just general advice on how to get started being a self-employed individual. Welcome to my podcast, Hamed. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: As a starter question, Hamed, tell our listeners who you are and what do you do now?
1: Mm -hmm. Of course. So, yeah. Hi everyone, (laughs) my name is Hamed, I'm um, 31, living in the southern parts of Germany, a city called Mannheim, and yeah, I'm a software developer, software engineer, almost 10 years now, Um, yeah, writing code and and, uh, doing all kind of stuff around um, software engineering, around, um, yeah, cloud and and, yeah software development in general so yeah that's me i'm currently uh, doing freelance work and also have like a couple projects of my own um uh, like little SaaS projects i'm i developed and i also um i'm also like running at the moment um uh, but yeah i think uh, for a
0: quick introduction that would be me <laughs> okay that's cool uh so Tell us a little bit more about when you got into tech and coding in general. Is it something that you picked up mm-hmm. uh, after college, during the college, or at work maybe?
1: Yeah, that's actually a pretty good question because I think I was always interested in in coding and in computer science. Um, I remember back then, like when I was maybe 16 or so, um, I used to play a lot of games uh, like uh, like online shooter games with friends like of mine. And Counter back Strike. then it was pretty, con- yeah, Counter-Strike was definitely um, very, yeah, we were really Big. into Counter-Strike and playing that like, yeah, a lot. So uh, it was actually pretty common back then to have like, you know, those um, little introduction home pages where you like um, represent your team and, and um, who you are. like um, They called it back then like clans, like, um, you know, um, Counter-Strike clans. And then, um, at some point we all had like little uh, PHP team pages. And I think that was like my first touch point with, with coding and with writing code and then like the whole CSS, HTML kind of thing. So. Yeah, that was like my introduction. So there was like more copy pasting from different pages and learning about coding. Uh, I wouldn't really call it coding. It was just more copy pasting and like being a script kiddie kind of thing, Uh, which was fun. But I think it was like the first introduction. And then um, I really like uh, focused on it um, 2010 when I was like around 19, 20, when I started college. Um, I started actually pretty late. I think for for the for you guys in the US, it's like you start earlier, but in Germany, we also have something which is called like you have to do either either military service or um, c- civil service, and I and I did that for nine months, um, and then after that, I was like, okay, now I think I'm I'm ready to go to college, and then that's where like I really start focusing on programming and learning. I think my first language was Java. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then it was like, but, but I really learned the whole concept of like object-oriented programming and like really dived into it and yeah really focused it
0: yeah the fundamentals I think they're pretty good and at first you don't see the benefits of them uh, especially like learning what's garbage collection and stuff like that but then over time definitely when you're when you're picking up new languages it definitely becomes a lot easier because I started with Java as well but then I remember a professor was like in one day well, learn Python. And I was like, well, are you expecting me to learn a whole new language in one day? Which actually was doable, you know, syntax-wise. I mean, granted, the, the advanced-level yeah. stuff came with time, but, you know, the basics were pretty easy. So that's awesome. Um, it, it looks like you've been... no, you know, actually, it's coding... a
1: funny thing about that because back then, I remember, sorry for interrupting, but mm-hmm. um, saying that about garbage collection is super interesting because I remember um, when I when we learned Java, we didn't have to do, like, really care about garbage collecting collection and then at some point in c. i think third semester i did c and c plus plus and i was like what i have to take care of my own variables that yeah. is not cool dude like yeah. java is way better and then i was like yeah there's a lot of overhead and yeah but i mean yeah it's interesting,
0: interesting or, or it's i remember or i remember assembly because we did that too and you have to basically do like if oh, conditions yeah, gigantic time. code oh my god Anyways, it was crazy. little detour over there, over there for ancient people like us. <laughs> yeah. um, that's pretty cool. So you said you've been uh, doing some freelancing work and had the personal projects on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, before we go into that, let's talk about what do you do on day to day basis, right? Just because you don't have a boss now and you are your own boss, um, mm-hmm. what's your day to day look like? Do you like get up at twelve p.m. and have a coffee? You know, how does your day look like? <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, like in general, it's um, it always depends what kind of project or, or setting you are in. Because yeah, if you like accept a project and like they give you like the whole project and you're, like hey, this is our need, take care of it, develop it for us, and then give it back to us, then definitely you could probably wake up at 12 p.m. and just uh, code until like late night um, and deliver it at, uh, at when you have your deadline but uh, most of the time for me when i was doing freelance work i was always like uh, a drop in into a company in a functioning development team so i was like more or less an addition to their existing development team so when you work in a team it's it's not that easy like yeah i will i'm not i can't just like um tell them to that i'm going to join them at 12 p.m so they have like scheduled meetings you know especially working in an agile environment having like daily um your daily meetings and that kind of stuff like routine kind of stuff and then you have to like kind of you know adopt and see like how the team is working and make sure that you yeah fit in the team right so yeah mm-hmm. that's like um the first like it's hard to answer the question because it depends on what kind of setting you are in but for me it was more more being a yeah, part of a team and also like needing to, um, check the setting and be part of that. Um, but yeah, like my database, otherwise it's like, uh, pretty much as it was before I was doing consulting for more than a little bit over five years, um, which I was also more or less uh, working in the team setting. And, um, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, but now I'm, 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 i have a little bit more, um, freedom about the projects I'm doing because I don't have a boss who's like, yeah, that's like a strategic project. I don't. I know it's not fun, but you have to do it. Now it's like, okay, if I, I'm not like honestly not interested in a project, I'm just declining it. Um, being that I'm in a sweet spot where I have like more requests than um, extra time, so um, if it's otherwise, I would probably take whatever I get, right? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's like more or less, yeah, day to day basis um, working on a like probably like around eight. Eight to nine hours uh, with a team together on on development tasks and um, like all all kind of topics like r- right from architecture to developing to testing to um, bug fixing um, environments all that kind of stuff right so um, yeah regular regular day to day job I guess
0: I'd say wow that kind of shattering my dreams over here to be honest I was thinking you know <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> Get a coffee. Don't bother anyone. I think anyone. there are ways
1: to do it. You don't have to do it the way I'm doing it. Definitely, okay. but uh, that worked for me. Uh, to be honest, pretty fine. I'm not that kind of like. I, probably, I could accept a a whole project and just like tell them, okay, I'm going to deliver it in three months, and then just like split the workload um, as it pleases me and my time. But I like working with other people. I'm not like I. Like on my, my side projects and my little sales projects, mostly I'm, I'm doing the work on my own. So that's yeah. like the balance I have. So I have stuff which I can do on myself, like on my own. But then I have also like um, the, the possibility to be part of a team and like learn together with other people, like-minded people. So at some point, I think if you're isolated for a longer time, you start getting like um, bored and also like start missing those social moments uh, in work, right? So, um, yeah, I think it wouldn't be for me to do it in a, on a long-term basis. I would get bored and I would miss social
0: contacts. But I, you can do that. Like, that's a possibility, definitely. That's cool. Um, I think you kind of did a nice uh, intro to in our next uh, topic, a transition to your self-employment. Um, and so you mentioned you worked in consulting firm for five years and now you have some experience working as a you know, freelancer yeah. slash startup with your own com- uh, companies and projects. So what are some of the projects that you've been kind of working on so far? What has, been, uh, what has been occupying your time?
1: Yeah, like first of all, after I quit my consulting job after five years, I was like, mm, I need a break. I didn't really know what was the next step. I didn't also know that I was going to do freelance work. I knew it was a possibility, but I wasn't really sure what is going to happen next. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take off some time, like maybe two to three, like three months or so, maybe even longer to like explore other areas of life, maybe different kind of work and, and to really like see what is really interesting to me. And then uh, it's actually funny that we're recording that podcast right now, because back then um, when the whole, it was like, like early 2020 when the whole COVID um Uh, pandemic um, started and I was like um, talking to a friend of mine who was doing podcasts back then and he was like telling me about the project or like the problem he was facing with recording audio remotely and having um, issues with the audio files um, sometimes not really being in good quality and maybe also having like you know that um, some interruptions you sometimes have in voice over IP connection and and, uh, which uh, messed up his his recordings and then so uh, the whole... uh, project idea of like um air tape started which is like a little sest um project to make it easier for for remote um audio recordings and podcasts to um yeah so you can record them in higher quality so that's more or less like the solution to that problem which like in the time i was taking off i was i was kind of intrigued by the idea of this of this problem and i was like yeah i could probably build something and um I was expecting it to take like uh, two weeks, (laughs) not really knowing anything about audio files and all that kind of stuff. Um, So it took like three months to get the first version done instead of two weeks, which was fun um, at least. Like I was really enjoying myself, Um, like learning about a new problem and really diving into that topic also like there are so many things that i didn't like really uh, think about in the beginning i was like okay i'm just like you know do the recording kind of thing but then you realize okay you need user management you need uh payments set up all that kind of stuff right and then it's like mm-hmm. so many so much overhead and then yeah it took three months at the end of the day um but yeah that was like the transition so i was i, was, I quit my job did like the sabbatical kind of time i wanted to do and then I was. I kind of found myself in this place uh, building this this software um, uh, and solving this problem with a a SaaS um, startup kind of thing. And then, yeah, that started. And then after that was live. And that's what I mentioned before, like the, the project went live. I had first paying customers, which was super exciting. But then I was realizing that, yeah, like working all day by myself on some tickets and like, like, you know, adding new features, it's, kind of cool but I'm also like like I'm missing the social part of it like working with others and getting like um, you know sometimes how you bounce ideas back and forth and just like you know mm-hmm. um, something else evolves out of that so that was completely gone because I was like focusing myself the whole day like I was just seeing my own lap- laptop and like uh, my own code and yeah it started to bore me so after like a couple of months I was like that is cool it's running I have paying customers I will keep maintaining it Add new features uh, every now and then but then also like I want to um, uh, be a part of a, of a team again so I was like um, checking for opportunities to how I could I wasn't really ready to commit myself to like a full-time employment kind of thing again I was like let me explore the idea of, of doing freelance work and how that was like also getting like the experience in that area and then, yeah, start reaching out to opportunities, uh, which I saw, like, on different pages. Um, like, in Germany, there's a big portal called, uh, or, like, page called uh, Freelance DE. Um, and then you can just, like, you know, um, create, like, a little uh, profile and, and, and see opportunities and, and just contact those people. And then, yeah, that's, that's how I got, like, my first project, which was, like, a f- first contract of, I think, five months, being part of a development team, and then they extended another six months. So I was doing it, like, around 11 months in total. And it oh. just ended like a couple of weeks ago, end of September. So, um, yeah, so I'm now thinking about next steps and what to do next. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. I feel like, especially with COVID, a lot of people have been rethinking about what they're doing um, as a job, you know, and some people have considered mm-hmm. self employment or starting their own thing, especially for those that already had ideas, but they were kind of pushing them for the sake of stability, you know, and that paycheck um, that they're getting. And now with COVID, they kind of rethought about some of these things. And I I personally saw a lot of people going into self-employment or starting their own thing, um, which is pretty cool, I think. So you kind of mentioned about some of the freelance sites and opportunities that you find, uh, the way you find them. And I think that's a good um, segue to my next question in terms of Have you used any services like Fiverr, which I think is very popular in the US where uh, that offers freelance services? So what are your thoughts on, on those services and what would your advice would be to our listeners?
1: Yeah. Uh, very good question, to be honest. Um, I used Fiverr myself, but not to offer my services. I always, like, um, I worked with other people, like, especially on Airtape. I, was, I needed a, a graphics person and uh, some UX stuff and a logo. So that's actually where I find, found those people to help me um, create, like, the brand of Airtape and the product. Um, mm-hmm. But on the other end, like, for to, serve, to offer my own services, that's actually, like, um, actually a perfect addition to what I said at the beginning um, and the fiber community kind of is is like you offer a service for example you offer I don't know maybe a website and, and you you offer the service to create a website for someone or a web page or a web app or whatever uh, with like I don't know sometimes they, they they do like different kind of tiers like uh, five pages or like five, sub five sub pages and like a database or database modeling or something like that so um, which basically at the end of the day means like okay they're like different packages you can book me uh, pay me for my services but i'm going to deliver like the whole package to you right and then that's like what i said in the beginning yeah you could do that and i think you would probably also make good money i mean there are like people who really like um sell their services for way too cheap in my point of view but i mean it's also like up to you to decide if if you trust those kind of (laughs) services, um, if also like the quality is going to be good enough or not, but that's something you have to decide on your own, Um, which is kind of hard because most people, I believe using Fiverr for like programming um, or like buying services, they're probably not experts themselves. So they can't really say how the quality of the product is going to be. But um, yeah, for me, it was like, if I do freelance work, I kind of had the need to be part of a team again, so Fiverr wasn't really like the the place I would I would wanted to to offer my services, but yeah, definitely it's an option, and uh, I know people who doing it are doing it, like freelance friends of my myself, and they are pretty happy with it, and um, also like quality wise, there is good good quality also in in the code I I've seen from other people, so. Um, like if you if you want to maybe just get started and and like don't have maybe the connections and maybe the network to maybe uh, work for a bigger company as part of a development team or you're not interested in that as well like in general because you want to be completely free and uh, on your work hours and maybe even travel the world and have like huge time differences because of a couple of friends of mine they moved to Bali which is like I think seven hours time difference to Germany I'm not sure exactly the number but they're like huge gaps and they were like okay I need to like um, Take like ownership of projects to be able to deliver them on my time, so I don't have, I'm not dependent on remote hours from for other people. Um, and also, there are companies who like um, let you be remote, but they're like, okay, but plus minus one or two hours time difference from where we are based. So um, to maybe, I think I kind of said way too much to answer the question, but yeah, there's definitely the possibility to do that. You could, you can do it. You can give it a try and see if you like it. Um, and it's definitely a good starting point if you want to just get your uh, feet wet and, you know, um, taste it.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, And I think I've seen some of the services offered on Stack Overflow as well. You know, I'm not sure if um, LinkedIn has that option, actually, but I know Stack Overflow has it for software engineers, and I think if you're more like a builder, you can go on Etsy and open your own, like, a small shop and start selling. I know that. So that's pretty cool, Definitely. I think. Yeah. Um, so kind of transitioning more into, I mean, we talked a little bit about your experiences and tried to cover some of the stuff uh, about your past and your present, you know, so and for our listeners that don't know. So you have experience working in a corporate world, both in Germany and the U.S., right? So you worked in the U.S. for a couple of years mm-hmm. and you also have now um, experience working as a freelancer and starting going couple projects. So what do you think, based on your experience, uh, what are some of the next big trends uh, in the tech world? You know, I think personally, I hear a lot about crypto, about bitcoins, um, or maybe there's something, yeah, that too, or maybe something more in like a a tech stack, for example, you know, if there's anything um, that's popping up on your radar, and you think are pretty cool things to look out for, Anything um, Mm -hmm. that you would uh, recommend to our readers to brush up on or take a look into?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the whole general topic of AI and machine learning, which I really think is very interesting. And also like the models are getting better and neural nets are getting better. And it's even like with, uh co-pilot like the new service from GitHub which is super exciting. I was just testing it out uh this morning I think for the first time. Um mm-hmm. super interesting. Like you write comments and then it generates code for you which is pretty dope. Um I think that's so scary. I think like the whole yeah it's kind of scary but it's also pretty cool. Um because what's happening like most of the time when you like need code snippets you probably like google the the issue the specific issue the specific function you need and most of the time you probably do a copy based version of stack overflow anyway right let's be completely yep. honest here Or you at least uh, change maybe bits and bytes there but it's most of more or less like uh, there's i think also a meme like where you see like a pathway and there's like really bad road and then like my code and then like the stack overflow code is like a real nice auto band
0: highway <laughs> and yeah that
1: like, code highway and then like after yeah. that it's my code again so like let's be honest there's um i i don't know exactly how like they build copilot but it's probably like some kind of model who which, uh, uses like best practices and yeah uh, best practices also from probably a stack overflow and that kind of stuff like as learning data so um yeah, I think it's super interesting. It's super cool, and that's just like one example of the whole like machine learning community. It's getting better. It's getting really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm like super excited what's going to happen next. So I'm always like kind of having an eye on that, um, like um, how the how the whole thing is evolving. Uh, another thing I'm really excited about right now is actually Next.js. Um, like uh, the, I think the company is called now Vercel. Uh, they called like there was they were called like Zeit, uh, something like that. Um, uh, and, um, they were like a company who started like very easy with the whole like problem with client based rent. I, it's going to be very specific now. Um, I don't know if it's like, uh, interesting to all your, um, listeners, but, um, basically what they tried to fix in the, in the early beginning was like, um, you have client code JavaScript running on browsers, which was pretty bad for SEO. And then we were like, yeah, let's do a server side rendered kind of version for it so they they cr- kind of created a framework where you can like uh, you still use react but have it server side rendered without like a hassle so it's like a really easy kind of bootstrap kind of way to do to use uh, react on the server side and and then at some point it evolved to a whole kind of framework where it like did all kind of stuff so now um, they do image optimization they have like serverless, serverless functions already like in their path like in the subfolder structure, like uh, pretty similar how Ruby on Rails does it, like with uh, convention over uh, over configuration, which is super interesting because I'm a huge Rails fan um, as well. So, um, and they had like a couple of days ago, they had like the JSConf where they um, introduced um, the 12th version of Next.js and with um, coming really nice features with edge functions and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, the whole edge um, problem, which like sometimes you're... Co- uh, your customer is like i don't know in europe but your service is in uh, eastern U- united states and at some point you have to go back and forth for for functions and uh, now with edge functions at least for some parts of edge uh, for functions you can at least run it on the edge next to your customer which is pretty nice so um yeah like the whole development in that area of Next.js and how to use react even easier and in a more fun way um I'm really excited about that, and really, um, yeah, that's like something I'm I'm really excited about right now. And like the whole JavaScript community is like uh, with React and Vue, it's like yeah, um, it's more exciting than other other areas. Um, because I mean, for me myself, I'm really focused on web development. So I think if you're like I don't know, doing more embedded stuff or like mobile stuff, it's probably not that interesting to you. But um, yeah, that's really exciting me right now, and um, I think the, the the future is going to be also more server-side rendered. Like if you think about like how gaming is done, done nowadays, like new services popping up from, for example, Google, with Strata, mm-hmm. like having like yeah. your computer change power on the on the on the server and playing games like more or less only as a Think client. Um, it's going to be more more like that, and I think even mobile apps is going are going to uh, at some point become kind of like that like um you're not uh, compiling apps anymore and and running them through um app stores at least that's what i would predict is going to happen you will at some point have um server side uh, rendered apps uh, on phones um for the like uh, for for a mass and um yeah i think everything is going to go is going to get to this direction like more having server-side rendered stuff server-side services and like only have thin clients and um, computational power on the cloud so i think that's going to be the the i don't know if you can say it's a big thing because it's already a big thing so i don't know if it's going to you know what i mean it's like hard to say but yeah the trend is for for myself the trend is going that direction or will continue going that direction
0: yeah i um started
1: I hope I it answers more, the
0: question. It, it, it does. And I think it definitely does give some of the glimpses in uh, at least web-related um, like software engineering in general. Um, you know, it's not like we're about to cover every single possible trend that's going on right now because there are a lot and they keep popping There's up. so many. Yeah. But yeah, I recently started myself, not recently, maybe like 10 months ago to work on uh, React on a day-to-day basis. Before then, it was just like dabbling on the side. But I must say the React and the JavaScript community people are a little crazy, but a little loyal, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: They, so, yeah, attended a couple of conferences, and they seem to be really into it, um, which is pretty interesting thing. Have not experienced the same thing with, like, Python um, or, like, when it comes to machine learning. Um, so it is pretty interesting to see how a lot of people in the JavaScript community are looking forward to a lot of things, you know? And uh, kind of... Definitely. And I, and I know we're like past that point, but you know how you were mentioning about that road meme? I was actually thinking about the horse meme. It's like every time I copy paste from Stack Overflow, it's just like, <laughs> do you know that the layered horse picture where like- Yeah, yeah the
1: big, I think I know that great. meme from like uh, the sprints, like in agile yeah. Development, like, <laughs> like the first sprint and then it's going to get worse. The longer, the, or the more sprints to
0: come. That's true. That's true as well. Um, but yeah, kind of like, that's what I picture in my head every time I copy paste some Stack Overflow. So I've been guilty. <laughs> and I feel like every computer science person is guilty of that as well. Um, but that's awesome. So, you know, um, and we did talk about a little bit about tech and your experiences, but I kind of on a topic of advices, and for a lot of people that are looking into self employment, um, at least in the world of tech, what do you think they should be looking out for uh, for the people that are just starting some of the advices in terms of pitfalls to avoid or some of the things to look out for?
1: Yeah. I think the, um, the first advice I would give to anyone would be, um, Uh, find someone who does it already like find a mentor and just like you know um, get to know that person ask them for their time I mean they're probably going to be busy but maybe you can offer them some help or something that you can get like the foot in and uh, uh, create a network around that and like um, yeah get to know people who are already doing those things you want to do so because that's like the best source of getting information and getting uh, inspiration so that's that would be maybe the first advice i would give to anyone any kind of field not only freelancing um i think it's uh highly underestimated um a really good mentor uh, mentee relationship can really um be a be a big help in any kind of um situation um so that would be the first one. Second one would be i mean i live in germany so like um paperwork is crazy tax office taxes all that kind of stuff like Get it. If you start being self-employed, you better get those kind of things either automated. Like there are great services out there. Like get it automated. Make sure you pay your, like you save up for your taxes and all that kind of stuff. So um, you're like, I mean, when you self-employed, you you have to uh, make sure that you save enough for your um, your taxes you have to pay in the end of the year, and then also like uh, keeping all the bills in the right place, and then all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, either get help get a tax uh, accountant or um, um, do it yourself, but get it like create an automation around it because you will be lazy and you, or at least do like one day a month where you like take the whole day off to only do that. Um, I think it's very important because at some point it can become um, overwhelming because um, if you just like, you know, procrastinate at some point, you will have to do a lot of those kind of things and it will suck. So um, yeah. That would be maybe the second advice for uh, specifically for people who want to be self-employed. Yeah, and third, you have to create you have to create a network and, and uh, like be part of a bigger network. Um, start go to networking events. I know it's like after eight hours of work, it's sometimes um yeah you're not feeling or not in the right mood for it and and it's it can be draining, but it's important. You need to have a network. You need to have um. Uh, connections uh, people who can like um, introduce you to companies and um, it's always easier to um, get a freelance job if you have a warm contact or how do you call it like warm um, I think it's called like introduction warm introduction something like that yeah like um, that's when you have like someone who can refer you so it's always easier than like cold reaching out through email or whatever Um, so that's That would be, I think, like if there are like three advices I would uh, give out uh, today, which I didn't plan, but they just came up to my mind. I think those are the most important for me, or were most important for me, or helped me a lot.
0: Yeah, that's true, and I feel like personally, you know, setting aside all the legal stuff, uh, paperwork is probably uh, one of the most trickiest thing that I keep thinking about, you know, in case if I start my own thing when it comes to taxes or saving up for rainy day, like you said. So, yep, it could get a little tricky, but, um, and I'm sure there are more advices to give, but thanks nonetheless. Um, and I think- Yeah, and also like, about
1: when you, when you want to, sorry, as you just said, just uh, adding something to that, because when you start, you want to start being self-employed, uh, it's always good to have a buffer, like have a buffer for like three months, six months, runaway time or buy yourself runaway time so you, you're not having- you're not feeling super pressured to like have your fixed cost maybe figure out for the next six months so then you can like really focus on start to get like you know do the whole networking thing and start um, the whole yeah freelancing kind of thing
0: yep that's pretty good uh yeah thanks for the advice and uh that actually concludes our uh, podcast for today and i want to say thank you very much for joining me for giving wisdom for sharing and um I think especially when it comes to mentorship, that's really important. I echo that hundred percent. I stand behind that as well. Um, so, but all in all, really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for joining me today.
1: You bet, 100%, it was a lot of fun. Um, always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. And uh, anytime, if you wanna have me back, just give me a call and <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank
0: you. All right. Sounds good, all right. uh, and to our listeners, Uh, Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it um, and stay tuned for next episodes.